Hello, and welcome to DL on VL, a podcast dedicated to myself, Veva Luciol, and the process of creating my written works. Salut, hello, and nihao, and welcome back to the final episode of this podcast. That is correct. Unfortunately, this is the final podcast for a while. I know it's only been so long. We barely have gotten to know each other. But for now, my time has come. For those of you who don't know who I am or just need a little bit of a reminder, my name is Veva Lucille and I am a writing persona who struggles with writing and the writing process. Since I've started on this podcast and since I've started on my journey of creating a collection of poetry that represents Veva Lucille, I have curated, guess, guess how many poems I have curated. 20 to zero. I know that for some people, this may seem like nothing. But for me, this is huge. This is a huge milestone for Veva Lucille as a poet. And the reason why is because typically when Veva writes, when I write, I write for someone else. I write for something else. I don't write for myself. I write for a deadline. I write for someone I care about. But I don't write for myself. I don't write just to write. And part of that had to do with me needing validation. And using the tools that I have come up with and I've gained over the course of the last few weeks, such as writing fragmented poems, I'm able to write for myself. For me, that's huge. (laughs) 20 poems just for me that I don't or can choose not to show anyone. That's a huge step for Veva, to say the least. To belong to oneself And to owe oneself a validation in their own experiences. I know I'm talking in circles, but this weight of something that has been so hard for me for years is just something that I'm so happy about. And, you know, I really wanted to use this collection and try to steer away from the things that I typically write about. And to some extent, I did do that. I did write a few poems that weren't based on the woman, weren't based on the body, sexuality, race, being a minority. And I just wrote whatever came to my heart. And I had a lot of fun. And then, of course, sometimes sometimes you just have to write what you feel. And what I, what I felt was those things that I'm constantly going back to. But I've learned not to be upset with myself for doing that. And we'll talk more about that later. One thing that I do want to share with you guys and that I do want to point out into the world is how 
being Veva and experiencing Veva with you guys has seriously changed the way that I write and the way that I interpret my writing. And I think this is best said with my emulated poem that I touched on briefly in the last episode called Mom, I'm Depressed, which was an emulation of Doja Cat's Moo. And um, what I want to do for you guys is I want to read the original version that I just wrote in my notebook without thinking about sharing it with anyone else. And then I want to read with you guys the edited version. I actually took time to edit some of these poems that really stuck out to me and create another side to them because I think they show a little bit more about me as a writer and how I've grown. I also think it's interesting how compared side by side, these two pieces with the same exact words read so much differently because of my intent behind them, the change of intent, but also because of my relationship towards them. So before I read to you, Mom, I'm Depressed, I first want to take a moment to let you all listen to the music that goes behind it so you can get a sense of how it's supposed to be read, and then I will read it. So, without further ado, here is Mom, I'm Depressed, the emulated version, and Mom, I Need You, the edited version. Mom, I'm a mess. Mom, I'm a mess. I don't remember, so I'll digress. Mom, I'm a mess. Mom, I'm a mess. Mom, I'm a mess. Mom, I'm a mess. I need you. I need you. I said, Mom, I need you. My body's overdue. I'm slipping from your womb. But I'll be your baby too. Not an empath, not a leech, not a whiner, on repeat, not a shadow, kept beneath, but a light stomped out by your deeds. Got the Seroquel, I'm your daughter, bipolar, out of order, got the gin close, as a starter, I'm an alcoholic stuck in your saga, and I'll keep your face near on the karma, by the dogmas of your karma, but I'll keep your ass too for my daughter. If she evolves, I'll call ya. <laughs> okay, um, sorry, I should have warned you guys about my horrible singing. That set aside, that was the emulated version of Doja Cat's Moo. Now is the edited version of that emulated poem. And here it goes. Mom. I'm a mess, I'm a mess, I'm a mess, forgotten and distressed, I need you. I need. I said, Mom, with my ribs caved in and my knees and my chest 21 years overdue, still caught in your womb, still not leeching, still not whining, still. Then you birth me as a shadow 
with your deeds on my neck. You slipped light in the Seroquel for the bipolar daughter. You held the gin close for this alcoholic saga. All right. Again, my apologies. <laughs> um, so, in looking at these two pieces, you can clearly hear how influenced the first piece was from Doja Cat's Moo, and how different it became whenever I, I edited it. Even though I was still talking about the same thing, the same themes, the way in which it was conveyed to my audience was completely different. And in both of those instances that I just shared with you, I was so vulnerable. I was completely vulnerable. Reading the edited version out loud for the first time had a lot more weight than reading the emulated version because I knew that emulated version wasn't mine as much. And then making it mine kind of created an interesting sensation for me. And that sensation is really a mix of feeling validated from both of those pieces, but also seeing how much I can change within a theme, how I can explore themes differently so that I still have something else to say. Both of those poems say completely different things. And that was something that I, you know, I struggled with is what if my poems don't have anything to say? What if they're not saying anything new? Those poems were literally replications of each other, yet they still revealed something about me, about my experience, and in their delivery, they revealed something. With this in mind, what this piece shows is that instead of abandoning things, because I feel like I have written them before, Maybe I just need to start diving more into some of the things that I've written. And that's kind of where I plan to pick up from here on out. I really want to envisit not only the 20 poems that I have just written, but the countless others that I had written and look at their intention and who they were aimed for and continue my journey from there. You know, in my last podcast, I talked a lot about my writing apprehension. And usually, I talk about it in a way so that by using language, I can hide it. I can hide that apprehension. But Veva doesn't want to hide anymore. She, I, we want to produce. And we want to share what we produce. And, you know, then the question of who, are, who am I sharing it for, you know? As I move forward in my writing journey, I have to keep in mind, who is this for? And obviously it's for people who feel like me, who have gone through the same experiences that I've gone, who can connect to what I'm writing. But I've also realized that I 
am writing for me, not for others. And so what does writing for me look like? That's another question. (laughs) That's a question that goes unanswered. That's a question that I'm still exploring. And it's all part of the growing of Veva Lucille. As she becomes more of a person and less of a persona, questions like that will be revealed. I will say, in terms of my writing apprehension, I ended up sharing that emulated poem with a large group of peers. And I think it's important to note that when I shared it, I wasn't looking for anything. I just wanted to share what I had written, what I had produced. I, within myself, had already validated that it was real and that it was enough. That's why when my class mates started clapping and some of them even came up to me and told me that they almost started crying, it really put into perspective for me not only how hard I have been on myself, but that I can't expect certain reactions from people. That is something that I will never be able to control. And I think if I pulled anything from talking with you guys and allowing Veva to expose herself is that the only control I have is over my pen and how much I have to say. Alright, so now we can move on. You know, if this DL on VL podcast was created to do anything it was to find out what is at the core of myself Veva Lucille and what was I hiding you know I wanted to redefine myself as a writer and that for me that started with this process of being vulnerable in accepting my own work and it definitely is a process that needs to be continued that needs to be catered towards and that I will definitely be keeping my eye on this won't be the last time you hear from Veva Lucille now that I have a collection of poems with genres neither here nor there I finally feel as if I can call my work appropriately mine And I can be proud of it. And I can be proud that it is saying some of the same things. And some of the things that it's saying is different. Either way, whatever it is saying needs to be said. So that is all I have. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this journey of the DL on VL. The down low on Veva Lucille. I hope you feel like you got a good scoop and got down and dirty and a little bit emotional with myself, Veva. And I hope maybe you'll consider starting your own process of figuring out what's on the down low within you. What haven't you brought to the light? And what do you want to talk about or write about? Thank you guys so much. Lots of kisses. 
and have a fantastic writing journey.